Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 460 of the Talking for Hours podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is September 1st, 2023. We have reached the month of September. It's going to be a long month, probably, because this Padres season is over. And we are just playing out the rest of this schedule. So maybe this month of September just got a little more interesting. The Padres, I guess, signed Jerks and Profar yesterday to a minor league deal wasn't reported anywhere by any reporter. I just looked up on the Padres transaction log this morning, right before coming on just some transactions. See what was up. I saw Suarez obviously was placed, uh, obviously, well, not placed anywhere. His status on the roster was changed. Tim Hill checking on that rehab assignment with El Paso. Maybe he's one of the guys that gets called up because September Rosters expand starting today from 26 to 28 for Padres, 25 to 27 because Suarez is suspended. But just checking up on that, Stephen Wilson obviously placed on the IL a couple days back, left hip inflammation. And then I saw Jerks and Profar, August 31st, 2023, San Diego Padres signed free agent third baseman Jerks and Profar to a minor league contract. Kind of surprising. And he's listed as a third baseman. So we'll get into that. We'll get into this Padres-Giants game that happened last night. Don't know if I want to talk about it too much because it was just a pretty much S show uh, at the beginning there with the defense and the offense as well. You know, didn't get a hit till the fifth inning. But there's that to talk about. There's Suarez dropping the suspension and, or excuse me, dropping the appeal. And now he is starting the suspension. Darvish, an update there. Uh, maybe a good update but maybe it ends up not being very good. We'll see what happens there, uh, but I'll hit on that. And then the New York Mets, they let go of a lot of guys uh, in that organization, some pretty important people in that organization based on what their role was. Should the Padres do the same? Would that make Padre fans happy? Would that make you happy if the Padres decided to do that, but they left A.J. Preller in charge? Because that's kind of what the New York Mets did yesterday. So, a lot to get into. If you want to join the show, you can click that link that's pinned up at the top of the chat. I give fans the opportunity to do that. 
Uh, again, I want to make it feel like I'm talking with you, not at you. Um, so you have that invitation to join there. And then if you want to make sure I get to your comment or your question in the chat, you can use that super chat button, that dollar sign. And it makes it very easy for me to see your comment, your question. And uh, it supports the channel as well. Just a reminder, you can use my code TALKINGFRIARS, $20 off your order on SeatGeek. And check out FOCO and Breaking Tea. FOCO, great bobblehead, some other collectibles, apparel. Click that link in the description for that. And then Breaking Tea, some great San Diego sports swag. Uh, Padres, Aztecs, Wave. Click that link in the description as well there. I believe they might have some. I know they had some jerks and profile shirts. Breaking T did. So maybe they'll bring that back, or maybe it's still there at Breaking T if you want to bring back another jerks and profile shirt, because I think he's going to end up being on this roster. I mean, why would they sign jerks and profile to a minor league deal just for him to play the rest of the minor league season? I mean, this Padres team is out of it. Manny Machado is dealing with injuries. They list him as a third baseman when he hasn't played third base in years. It just makes sense, you know, and I, I tweeted out this, uh, a tidbit from Kevin AC's Padres Daily Newsletter about the health of Manny Machado uh, because Kevin wrote that for the first time, Manny wore a brace on his right elbow in last night's game. He has been playing through what has been described as tennis elbow a.k.a. muscle strain near the elbow, much of the season, and it has gotten worse and causes him significant pain on certain swings. And it's like, okay, if you have significant pain on certain swings, he made a terrible throw last night. Like, is, is that affecting him a little bit? The Padres are out of it. There's no point in Manny Machado playing. It's not like he's playing for some personal accomplishment. I mean, I guess any hit that he gets, it gets closer to 3,000. Any home run he gets, it gets closer to the next, you know, point uh, in his career home run total, right? Whatever he's at. But in terms of like this season, helping the team win, there's no point in really helping the team win this season because you still have a job next season, right? And I think the best thing the Padres can do right now is look towards next season. What is the best for next season? What is the best for this off season? And that is making sure Manny can have a nice, full, healthy offseason. And maybe he's not going to have a full, healthy offseason because maybe this elbow thing will linger into the offseason and he's going to have to take some time to heal that elbow uh, before he gets really back into those workouts with Nick Soto, his trainer uh, in Miami, who's been on the show a couple times before. So hopefully I'll be able to get him on again and ask him some questions about Manny uh, when this offseason hits or maybe at some point at the beginning of next season uh, to kind of review what happened in the offseason with Manny and the training and all that. Uh, but yeah, it's um, this Profar news, a little surprising, but it's not shocking because A.J. Preller, he loves his former Rangers players, and so he brought Profar in. And I thought it worked out pretty good with Jerks and Profar. I thought it worked out really good last season. Playing left field, he was leading off a bunch. And I knew that he probably wasn't going to come back because he had a pretty good year last year. So he was going to go get his money. But what was surprising was he didn't really get his money with the Colorado Rockies. I think he ended up signing a one-year deal with the Rockies. And 
he has a negative 1.7 war this year with the Rockies. 236 average, less than 10 home runs, less than 40 runs driven in. His OPS is below 700. His OPS plus is over 20% below league average. It's at 76. And league average OPS plus is 100. So, yeah, he has not been able to replicate what he did last season with the Padres this year with the Rockies. And so this move, it's like, well, you'll pay him whatever the, I think it would be the pro-rated minimum for the rest of this season, which is like nothing, especially for Peter Seidler. And maybe Profar will find something and Profar will be like, hey, I want to be back next year with this Padres team. Maybe he'll be willing to take on a utility role and this will allow the Padres to have him be in that and not rush Jackson Merrill to the big leagues. That's just some, That's just something that popped into my head. Like, Maybe that's what happens. Because I think Profar, I mean, and obviously, whatever happens in September here, he's not going to get a bunch of money as a free agent in the offseason. So might as well come back to the Padres. I'd rather have Profar on my bench than some other guys that have been on this bench. He can play the outfield, we know that. And I guess they're going to have him play some infield. Maybe he'll get some at-bats with El Paso and then be called up, or maybe he'll be called up today as rosters expand and uh, they'll shut down Manny eventually here. I mean, if they call Profar up, shouldn't they just shut down Manny right now? Like, what's the point? I know they're not mathematically eliminated. So, okay, I'll give them till they're mathematically eliminated. But once they get mathematically eliminated, if they don't shut Manny down right there, I don't know what they're doing. I think that's just stupid for him to continue to play. And Manny could go with the whole you Darvish thing, like you Darvish told the media yesterday. Well, I think it would be disrespectful for, for me not to you know, do my job, for me not to try to play through this play and come back, right? But I think it's definitely not disrespectful to Padres fans. It's actually respectful to Padres fans to not play, if that makes sense, because you're trying to put yourself in the best spot possible going into the offseason to have a great offseason and be ready, fully healthy, ready to go, to not have a failure in 2024. And maybe Profar will play some outfield, or maybe he won't, but maybe he comes back to the Padres, you know, in the offseason. And maybe they they're okay with trying jerks and profar in left field, putting them back in left. They can put Soto back in right, move Tatis over to center field, and you don't have Grish. If you think Profar is the better offensive option and you just want the best offense out there and you don't want to spend big on an outfielder in free agency, I'm just throwing some stuff up against the wall, really. I know Grish, I love watching him play defense, but I do see a lot of the fan base that is tired of him continuing to get at-bats. You know, there's Jose Zocar, obviously, that can get at-bats and he can play center field. But I feel like Tatis eventually wants to be in center field. And so maybe they have... We know Profar, I mean, he played tremendous, I thought, in left field last year. So maybe that's something that's that could be in the works down the line. We shall see. But it was an interesting thing. Profar back on a minor league deal and having him there listed as a third baseman. Who lists that? Is it the Padres that list the position? Is it just MLB.com that just throws a position in there? If they did just throw a position in there, I don't know why they would just throw third base next to Jerks and Profar's name on the Padres transactions page. Because Profar hasn't played third base in a while. 
if I go look at his splits from just this season with the Colorado Rockies, the positions that he has played, left field, he has played 86 games. I think they would throw him in there as an outfielder on the transactions page. So I, I, I think this would be the Padres saying, no, we're going to put him at third base and they can have Manny be shut down, which I think is the right thing to do, especially when he's hurt. You'd have Profar play third. You could shut down Bogarts if you want, have Kim play short, because we know Bogarts has been battling through at least the wrist injury. There's probably more. Have Kim play short. You could have Batten play second base. You could have Carpenter, Garrett Cooper share time at first base. Um, you could bring Eggy Rosario up. I think he's healthy. You could bring Jackson Merrill up if you still want to, even with Profar on the roster, and have him play shortstop and have Kim play second base. Uh, but yeah, I think shutting down, not shutting down everyone, but shutting down guys that are clearly hurt, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense for them to continue to fight their injury. The only thing that could happen from that is negative. Because again, it's not like Manny's fighting for an MVP or Bogarts is fighting for an MVP or anyone on this team is fighting for an MVP. You know, Blake Snell, okay, fighting for the Cy Young. You could, you know, keep him throwing, obviously. Okay. But, you know, Manny, he's hurt. Bogarts has dealt with injuries. And you bring in Profar on a minor league contract. He's obviously familiar with Petco Park and playing in that Padres uniform. Why not have him be up at the big league level for the rest of September, the rest of the year? Have him play whatever positions and just see how it works out. Maybe he performs better and he ends up staying with the Padres. And this can end up being not just an end-of-year thing, but a 2024 thing as well. Interesting signing. Love to hear your thoughts in the comments. All right, quick break, and then I'm going to get to the U Darvish stuff. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. Okay, so the update on U Darvish, as I said on my pregame thoughts yesterday, is that he got a he has a bone spur in his elbow. And obviously he got it checked out in Texas with Dr. Meister, who did his Tommy John surgery in 2015. And the good news, right, is that it's the bone spur. It's not like it's a tear or anything. And Tommy John is needed. Not that. But we don't know what's going to happen here with you, Darvish. That's the, the kind of the question mark. They're going to shut him down for a few days. He got a cortisone shot. So I guess it's it already has started to help. I think that's what Darvish said through his interpreter yesterday, talking to the media in the Padres dugout. So that's good. There's still a chance he pitches this season, is what I saw tweeted out by A.J. Casavell yesterday. And I'm like, still a chance? That chance better be like .000001. And preferably, if, like if I was AJ, I would say the chance is zero. Like, no, you're, you're not coming back. But Darvish, he's probably telling the Padres, like, no, give me at least a chance here. Or at least tell the media, yeah, there's a chance that I come back. Because I think, this is what Darvish said, I'm not saying in my words, but Darvish is saying this. He's saying that he thinks it would be disrespectful to not try to come back. And obviously people, you know, the Japanese pitchers, the players, right? They're big on respect and, you know, all that and the fans' time and all that. Like, he's making a bunch of money, has a job to do, 
And I totally respect that from you, Darvish. I totally respect it. I love that attitude. I want players to want to play. I don't want players to want to shut it down and be like, yeah, season's over, I'm good. Like, I want that competitiveness in him, so I'm thankful for that. But I'm just looking at it from the fan perspective. Like, this season's over. You, Darvish, is an important piece to this franchise. He's under contract for, I think, five more years after this season, almost $80 million. I'm looking out for 2024. And this guy is hurt, just like Manny's hurt. Darvish is hurt. Bone spur in his elbow. You have to get a cortisone shot for it. Your team's not in it. Just rest it. And maybe rest is what will help it. Maybe rest is not what will help it. And maybe it's a type of surgery that will take the bone spur out. But what happens there, as Darvish was explaining yesterday, is that I believe the elbow gets like a little less stable like it's it gets looser because it's out of it which could put more stress on some other things which could lead to another injury or maybe a worse injury so it's a little bit of a a tricky thing there with darvish so we'll see what happens i think obviously he should be shut down for the rest of the season he did not rule out the surgery to remove the, the bone spur or cut it down a little bit i think is what his interpreter said to the media I think Darvish is what said that, who said that, and then obviously the interpreter said that. So um, that's the update on Darvish. We'll see what happens. Shut down a few days, and then I think the Padres are going to reevaluate where Darvish is and then maybe make a decision uh, after that. But yeah, I'm thankful that it's not Tommy John, but we could see a surgery in the offseason from Darvish. So don't, don't be like shocked if you see that come down you know, on your Twitter timeline in the off season, and you see me talking about that in the off season, like Darvish had a surgery. Don't make, you know, don't have that catch you off guard or anything like that. Walker Bueller, I was looking at this yesterday. Let me look this back up here. Walker Bueller, he had a bone spur removed from his elbow last year, June of last year. Uh, surgery. And this is, I'm just reading this from Alden Gonzalez. Bueller had been debating whether to remove the bone spur for about three years. And this is something that has come up in the past for Darvish. He did say that to the media yesterday. He finally relented, Bueller did in this article here, because the 10 to 12 week recovery from that procedure is the same length as the recovery from the flexor strain that landed him on the IL in the first place. Okay, so pretty much what I, why I read this was 10 to 12 week recovery from that procedure so let's say darvish gets that surgery i mean i'd probably prefer him to get it like now but let's say he waits till the off season gets it first week of october 10 to 12 weeks one two three four five six seven eight nine ten so december mid-december is maybe when he'd be able to start throwing again or maybe that's when he'd be able to start really working on that arm again is that what that 10 minimum 10 week recovery is? So he would I think he would have time to be ready for the season if he were to get a, you know get do a surgery, get that out 
But again, it could put some strain on some other things. And maybe Darvish doesn't want that. But then this could continue to keep happening. And maybe Darvish continues to go on the IL with the Padres. And that's not what the Padres need next year. Like Darvish is one of the aces. I don't want to say one of the aces because he has been a little inconsistent this year. But he's obviously one of the vet big names in this rotation. It's him and it's Musgrove. We don't know about Snell, Lugo, Waka next year. It's those two guys. So those guys are super important. And Musgrove, obviously, he's already throwing. Hopefully he doesn't get back on a mound this year. And Darvish, obviously, he, with this bone spur stuff, with the elbow, hopefully he doesn't get back on a mound this year. Prioritize the offseason and health and being ready for 2024. That's what my message would be to those guys for sure. All right. Moving to the Padres-Giants game from last night. Usually I start with that, but that Profar news came down and then the Darvish stuff. But yeah, getting to Padres-Giants from last night. Padres lose 7-2. to And Robert Suarez, he dropped his appeal yesterday before this game. And I'm like, why are you dropping your appeal? Because there's there were some people that brought up in the comments to, I think, my pregame thoughts yesterday where I discussed this. They brought up, well, September 1st is tomorrow. The rosters expand tomorrow, so it won't be that big of a deal. You can just replace Suarez with one other guy. But I'm like, okay, then why, why did he drop the appeal yesterday? He could have, or yeah, dropped the appeal yesterday. He could have dropped the appeal today on September 1st and they wouldn't have been down a bullpen arm yesterday. Now, did it really matter? No, but I'm just saying, like, that was my thought going into yesterday's game. You had an off day, so he could have been available to pitch yesterday, then dropped it today before today's game, started the suspension, and it wouldn't have been that big of a deal because it's the same amount of pitchers on the roster because the roster is expanded, you know? So it is weird that he dropped the appeal. Maybe he got something from his agent or someone else or for Major League Baseball, like, dude, you're not going to win this. And I, I, I didn't think he was going to win it from the very beginning. Like, why is he even appealing it? Okay, he's appealing it maybe to help the Padres. One last-ditch effort. He pitched in three games on that road trip. Obviously didn't really help. Went one in five on that road trip. Um, but, you know, maybe that road trip would have went well, and Padres could have stayed a little bit more alive, and then he would have took the suspension. It was like, hey, at least I helped them then. You know, so I understand that, but you were never going to win this appeal. I thought the Padres season was over before that road trip really even started. That's what it felt like, I think, to a lot of Padres fans. And again, you had sunscreen on your left wrist when you were wearing long sleeves. Your glove hand is on your left hand. Um, why is there so much sunscreen there? Why is it so sticky, according to the umpire? Just didn't make a whole lot of sense. So you you weren't going to win the appeal. Even if you weren't doing anything, you're going to say, I wasn't doing anything. What proof do you have? And the umpires can just say, well, that was stickier than any other forearm or any other arm or whatever that I have felt all season long. So you're not going to win it. So it's not surprising that this suspension is going to happen. It already is happening. And tonight is going to be game two of that suspension. And I saw somewhere that he would be able to return for the Dodgers series in LA because they're done at Petco this year. The Dodgers series in LA. 
But who really cares? The season's already over, so whatever. Uh, but that happened pregame. And then the game got out of hand in the third inning. I mean, holy cow. This defense. I mean, it started in, what, the first inning? And Manny's dealing with the tennis elbow. He wore a brace yesterday. So maybe that had something to do with that terrible throw that he had in the first inning. Because usually, I know it was a tough play. He was running towards third base, right, and the fadeaway throw. But he usually makes much better throws than that. Like, that was nowhere close. I was sitting in 122. So I had the perfect, like, direct angle seeing Manny to first base, the throw. It was like it had no chance of ever getting close to first base. It was soared right the whole way. No way that that was going to be caught. Um, so there was that. And then the third inning comes, couple runs score. I think there was an error to start off that inning as well. Batten then drops the throw from Manny. It wasn't the best throw, but Batten probably would say he has to catch that. Makes it 3-0 San Francisco. Kim, late to first base. Maybe a little bit miscommunication from Batten and Avila there on the bunt. Run scores. Then it's 4-0. Kim unable to make a kind of backhanded play. It would have been tough, but it's still Hassan Kim. And then it's 5-0. And then Yastrzemski homers. And obviously the game was over. You know, it was 7-0. And then, to make matters worse, Shamanaya comes in, former Padre, and shoves. Well, I don't want to say shoves because he did walk five guys. But that's what makes this embarrassing, is he walked five guys and the Padres weren't able to score a single run on him while he was on the mound. Three and a third innings, and while he was on that mound, the Padres did not score off of him. They didn't get a hit in this game until the fifth inning. I think there were two outs in the fifth inning. And it's like, well, there's the story of the season. Not the bad defense part, but just not being able to come through when needed. Second inning, Gary strikes out looking with runners in scoring position, or with a runner in scoring position. In the fifth inning, Grish grounds out with a runner in scoring position. Sixth inning, bases loaded, and Garrett Cooper has a terrible at-bat. I think a check swing was the final strike there. Uh, just wasn't in it. Just bad at-bats, wasted opportunities. Padres went three for 11 with runners in scoring position. They left nine guys on base, so just a terrible night overall. They gave away the the performance hat. I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, the 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 holes that are on the back of the hat. I know that's supposed to like give you like breathable. It's supposed to be like breathable or whatever in in the back. Not a huge fan of that. So I don't know how much I'm going to be wearing that hat. But a lot of fans were probably there for that, and they thought it was going to be a good matchup until what has happened this season for the Padres, right? We know where they are at. And now the Padres are sitting here trying to play spoiler, or maybe they're not, because last night didn't even look like a very great effort on the Padres' part, you know? So, again, September, it, it might be a long month, or it might go by a little bit faster than expected because we get to watch Jerickson Profar in, in a Padres uniform. Maybe we'll get to see Jackson Merrill at some point. Maybe we'll get to see one of the other double-A prospects. Maybe they call up those guys. They shut down some pitchers. I don't know what the Padres are going to do, um, but obviously those, this month, regardless of how maybe some young guys do or whatever, it's going to be a disappointing month because we were expecting to be gearing up for the postseason. And instead, 
the Padres are gearing up for the golf courses, you know. Uh, Jeff Sanders here, just looking on social media, says Padres bringing back jerks and profile on a minor league deal. He's expected to report to El Paso. Um, El Paso. Let me read the rest of this tweet here. Certainly a call-up candidate in the coming weeks or even days with rosters expanding today. Yeah, so maybe they're just sending him down there to get some at-bats, but does he really need at-bats? Like, these games, they're out of it. You know, just just call him up. Who cares? Call him up. It's it's another day that Manny can not play because I'm, I'm in favor of just shutting down Manny. Maybe they don't want to shut him down when they're mathematically still in it, but, I mean, I think we can all agree they're not in it. You know, they're not in it. Okay. Another topic that I wanted to hit on here was what the New York Mets did. Yesterday, they let go of their pro scouting director, their farm director, their performance director, and their baseball development director. Now, all of those roles, I I don't know what some of those guys do, but... That obviously got me thinking, what if the Padres did that? Would Padre fans, would you be happy if the Padres decided to let go of their pro scouting director, their farm director, player development director, whatever those roles are, decided to let go of those guys? Would that do enough for you? But A.J. Preller stayed. Because if you look at those moves yesterday, Billy Epler is still running the New York Mets. But I think what I want to point out first is it's a little bit different of a situation because the New York Mets, Steve Cohen has been open about, like, I think he has told Billy Epler, yeah, we're going to have someone come in and be the president of baseball operations on top of you and then work with you in this organization. So Billy Epler knows that. That's not what is happening with the Padres. A.J. Preller is the president of baseball operations and he is the general manager. There's no vacant president of baseball operations and just AJ is the GM. He is both. So that's a little bit of a difference here. I could see what the Mets are doing. Then maybe they bring David Stearns in who stepped down with the Brewers. I think he's still kind of working with them, but stepped down. He, I believe, is from the area with the Mets. I think he grew up a Mets fan, so that seems like a logical fit there. Obviously, much more resources with the Mets than he had with the Brewers. Uh, in terms of like money. So see him go there and then he brings in his guys to be like scouting and farm and um, player development, stuff like that. I could see that with the Mets and that's why they're doing that just in advance of that. So they don't have to make those moves in the off season. They just let those guys go now, whatever. But with the Padres, I don't see them saying, I don't see Peter Seidler going to AJ Preller and saying, Hey, you're not the president of baseball operations anymore. I'm removing that tag from you, and you're just the GM. When we know A.J. Preller is loved by Peter Seidler, Peter Seidler called A.J. Preller excellent. You know, A.J. is excellence in the middle of this season when they were on a terrible road trip, and they were in Cincinnati talking to Kevin Acey. You know, A.J. is excellence. He's going nowhere. He and Eric Gruppner are going nowhere, right? 
that's a little bit different of a situation than Steve Cohen with Billy Epler and the New York Mets. And AJ obviously has a contract, I think, through 2026, either through 2025 or 2026. So he's here. I don't see Preller having that president title removed and then them bringing in someone like uh, James Click or, I don't know, someone from the Dodgers or Orioles or Braves or whoever, or bringing in Theo Epstein. I don't even know if he wants to do it. He'd probably be a little bit handicapped with all the money that they have already spent. So it feels like it's going to be an A.J. Preller thing. Maybe there's going to be some shuffling in the front office and in the scouting or player development, or they just bring in some guys. But I don't think that's going to really do anything for the fan base because does the fan base really care about these guys? The fan base, I think most of the fan base probably wouldn't even be able to identify who Logan White is. If he was walking down the street, would they be able to identify who Logan White is, who's the senior advisor to AJ, I believe, director of player personnel? Would they be able to identify him? I can, because I know who it is. Would they be able to identify Josh Stein, Nick Ennis, vice president of baseball operations? Would they be able to identify anyone that's working like baseball systems, baseball research and development, sports science, um, player development? Player development, director of player development, Riley Westman. Would anyone be able to identify this dude walking down the street? I'm not so sure about that. So I don't think that would really move the needle for Padres fans. I think what really matters the most is the dude at the top, and that's AJ. Peter, but AJ running the baseball, you know? And until that move is made, I feel like Padres fans are going to be a, a little bit unsatisfied. Like, I can't, they're probably, I think a lot of fans. And I have this thought as well. Like, I don't believe that this team is going to consistently contend if A.J. Preller continues to run this franchise. Because just look at the track record. They have never been able to consistently contend with A.J. Preller as the GM, president of baseball operations. All the rebuilding years, 2015, the failure, 2020 was a short season. Who knows if they would have made the postseason there. But I'll give them that. 2021, collapse. 2022 made it, long run, but then this year, the most disappointing season in franchise history. That's not consistent success. That's consistent, like, unsuccess, you know? And Peter Seidler, earlier this year, when he was talking to Kevin Acey, he mentioned, yeah, I believe in uh, sustainability, right? He said something like that. I believe in sustainability, but I'm not for mediocre st stability. Uh, not sustainability, stability. I'm not for mediocre stability, but it's like, then what is this? This isn't this mediocre stability in terms of results at the big league level, which is what matters the most, right? What, what stability is this then? It's not mediocre. It's, it's better than mediocre. Here's the quote. I'm not afraid to make changes. I never have been. Well, that's clear. You're, you've allowed AJ to hire a bunch of managers and make a bunch of coaching staff moves. But I really value stability. And when I know the person as well and the skill set as well as I know AJ and Eric, they're not going anywhere. I don't think people really care. Season ticket holders, maybe, but I don't think people really care about Eric Grutner or whatever. But they care about AJ. They're not going anywhere. Period. I believe in stability. It is something that is undervalued, generally speaking, in organizations and maybe particularly in sports franchises, but I'm not for mediocre stability. I'm for excellence, and to me, AJ is excellence. 
not based on the major league track record. That is not excellence. I'm sorry, it's not. And clearly he believes in stability with that position, but does he believe in stability in other positions? And he, if he's going to say, well, AJ, uh, he's okay to make those manager moves because Tingler and Andy Green, that was mediocre stability. Okay, but the dude that's running the whole thing, based on the major league results, you might think that the minor leagues and his eye for talent, that's not mediocre. Okay, whatever. But what Padre fans care about the most, what Peter should care about the most, is the major league product. That's what makes him the money, right? If he wants to view it as a business, that's what makes him the money. And if he wants to win the whole thing, the World Series, which matters to him the most, I would think, the major league level is there. So you look at the track record, and that's, I'm sorry, that's not medi- that's, that's not better than mediocre stability. You know, so should the Padres do what the Mets did? Maybe they should, but is that going to change things at the major league level? I feel like the only thing that could change things at the major league level is if the guy that's been there for the, almost the, the last decade ends up leaving, ends up being relieved of his duties, or they remove the president of baseball ops title from him, make him just the GM, like Billy Upler is with the Mets, and they bring in and hire their own David Stern, assuming David Stern's like goes to the Mets or something, right? So those, those are my thoughts on that. All right, a break, and then I'm going to get to the chat. I want to tell you about the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's underdog fantasy. They have great pick'em games and best ball tournaments. In pick'up games, just pick higher or lower on two to five players' stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can go cross-team, cross-league, and even cross-sport. Best ball revolves around the draft, which is what every fan loves the most about fantasy and it eliminates the hassle of having to manage your roster all season long, resulting in a fun and easy fantasy product. How does it work exactly? You enter a contest where you participate in a snake draft against other users. That lineup that you drafted competes against every other draft in the entire contest. The better the combined performance of your team, the more money you win. After your lineup is all played, Underdog will take the best performing players and automatically set them as your starting lineup. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no worrying about who to start or sit. After you complete your draft, your part is done. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball in a variety of ways, including daily contests, weekly contests, playoff contests, and season-long contests. You can either enter into these and compete against thousands of other entrants for huge prizes, Or, if you'd like, you can enter into a private draft with friends and family to compete for a smaller prize pool. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Sign up now by clicking the link in the description or by using the promo code TALKINGFRIERS and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. If you deposit $10, you get $10 free. All right, let's get to the chat. Irie here says, Jerkson Profar took the deal Myers didn't want. Rumors say that Myers was in San Diego to talk, and he wanted a major league minimum, not a minor league contract. 
Okay. I mean, that does kind of make sense. Like, Preller obviously likes Myers and likes Profar. And, yeah, it, it would make sense at that time to give Myers, obviously, a minor league deal. Um, I forget who was on the roster at that point when Myers was in San Diego to talk. I guess that's the rumor. I haven't seen, like, Kevin A.C. report that or Dennis Lynn, but I have seen that out there from somewhere. I forget where, but I, I did see it on social media. Now, social media, not everything is true, obviously, but I did see that. Um, yeah, makes sense. And, again, we'll see We'll see what happens with Jerks and Profar and the role that he has. Flygod97 says, what will the Padres need to do this offseason to improve for next season? I mean, preferably, I would like to have someone come in that is unbiased, no emotions, and tell Peter Seidler and A.J. Preller what needs to fix with this organization. Um, obviously, I would like to have a lot of these players like work together in the offseason with some of the coaching staff and just continue to work. I think that would help. Uh, but like positionally, probably moving Cronenworth off of first base, you know, bringing in a good power-hitting first baseman would make sense or at least bringing in a power hitting maybe corner outfielder that can dh as well i think that would make sense and then starting pitching is a priority what are, what's going to happen with snell if you can't bring back snell or you don't want to pay for snell are they going to bring back waka with the club options lugo what's going to happen there he has a player option they're going to bring him back does he want to come back to the padres or does he want to go to another contender maybe that would offer him a back end of the rotation starting opportunity. Um, but yeah, those those are the things that stick out there. Gary Sanchez, what's happens there with there? Does he just go with Blake Snell to another team? That's what I point to. But yeah, um, it feels like a lot of retaining players, but that also sounds dumb at the same time, right? Because you're retaining players on a team that is the most disappointing team in franchise history. So if you're just going to keep doing this, the same thing and replicate what you did this year, how is that going to fix for next year? You know, so next year is just magically going to be better. Now, I think next year will be better as long as the play, the big players step up. But it's not a guarantee that Gary plays this well next year. It's not a guarantee that Snell pitches this well next year. If they come, if he comes back, same thing with Waka and Lugo. One of those guys could, you know, get hurt. Lugo could get hurt for a longer period of time than he did this year. So who knows? Maybe they just go with some external options. In the offseason, I'll probably dig more into uh, the free agent options there for the Padres. Okay. Devin says, AJ Preller leaving would make me really happy. I'm sure you're not the only one with that. Devin says, is there a chance Profar will get a long-term extension? No. I sure hope not. I get you're probably joking because Preller loves the long-term extensions, but yeah, I, I, I hope not. Mike says, should have brought back Hunter Renfro. I mean, if they want to just have Tati shut it down as well, are, should we be opposed to that? Because again, the season's not going anywhere. And I assume Tatis isn't fully healthy. There's probably like no player in there that is fully healthy, except maybe like Matt Carpenter who just, he's playing more recently, but hasn't really played much. Maybe Jose Zokar, but there's a bunch of guys that are probably 
bruised up there, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I know Renfro obviously went to Cincinnati, right? But they're in contention. And the Padres, why why make a waiver claim? You know, just, just bring up some guys from the minor leagues, whatever. Because the season's over. There's there was there was no point in bringing in someone like Lucas Giolito or Hunter Renfro, someone like that. I didn't I didn't get the point to that. So I wasn't surprised they didn't bring in anyone. Devin says the superstars are hurt. Clearly, there is no point in playing through injured injuries. It's time to heal, reload for 2024. I agree with that. Uh, Red Devil NC says Merrill shouldn't be on the Padres until at least 2025. I don't know. I think that feels like a stretch. Now, I think we'll have to see what the additions are in the offseason. Maybe there's an infielder that has signed, and it's like, oh, well, he just takes Merrill's spot. Doesn't make sense for Merrill to be on the opening day roster. Doesn't make sense for him to be called up until 2025. But I, I see him being on the major league roster at some point next year. Based on the way things are going, I would be surprised if he's not on the roster at least by the end of next year when rosters expand. Probably before then. If there's talk about it now, I mean, probably before rosters expand next season. I don't see that. Because he is really talented. He's a top 10 prospect in baseball. This isn't someone that Preller is like really pushing, like Ethan Salas, 17 at double A. Like really pushing would probably be Merrill at the big league level or Merrill at triple A. You know, I don't think he's really pushing him. He's challenging him and he's playing. I think he's been playing some different positions this year. But I I think he could go from double A right to the big leagues. Mark says, I'm not seeing any news that San Diego signed Profar. Check an MLB app, MLB website, MLB network. Well, it's not a major league deal. That's probably why it's a minor league deal. But if you go on the Padres transactions page, or go on my Twitter at Talking Friars, Instagram at Talking Friars. Uh, it's I, I posted the the screenshot of the transactions page. It says it August thirty first. Padres signed free agent third baseman Jerkson Profar to a minor league contract. SD fan forty four. Why would Manny need surgery? Did I miss something? I don't know if he needs surgery. Did I say that? If I did, I'm sorry. I meant Darvish. I think on that. I don't think he needs surgery. It's just tennis elbow. I think I think resting it is what would help that. And I think resting it through the rest of the year and then he'd be ready to go hopefully for his off-season training. I think that's the best course of action right now with Manny. Mike says I'm going to start saving for my playoff tickets right now. For next year, you mean? <laughs> Because this year ain't happening, buddy. Next year, go ahead. I mean, it's probably going to be expensive because season ticket prices even are rising for next year, even though the team has failed this season. Trust me, guys. I'm seeing it in the chat. Trust me. It's it's they, they have signed Profar. The team itself is saying that it's signed Profar. Not like on their Twitter or anything. But on their website, they're saying that they signed Profar. And Jeff Sanders tweeted that out as well. 
Mike says, hey, Will Myers played third base for us for a short time. Maybe he and Profar can battle it out for the position. Yeah. What a time. I was at one of those games where Myers played third. It, what year was that? 2018 or 2019? I think that was the I think that was the same year Headley was playing third, right? At the beginning of the year, he came back after being with the Yankees and then Myers played like five games or something like that at third at the end of the year. Was that before they had Manny? Probably. But yeah, what a time, huh? Just trying him anywhere. I'd love to see Will come back for September. I mean, it would make it entertaining. I'm a big Myers fan. Some aren't, but just emotionally, because he was there, like Padre fans, through the thick and thin for a while there. I love Will. And then, obviously, him caring about the city, obviously, what, during that playoff run last year. I'd love to see him back. Why not? Why not? You can have Merrill stay in double A, whatever. Just have Profar and Myers come up. No. L last thing I saw with Myers was, uh, I think his wife posted on Instagram him throwing batting practice to kids at a little, I don't know if it was a little league field or something. But it seems like he's enjoying his time away. So we'll see. Maybe he'll just try, you know, go to spring training with the club next year. Maybe he was just trying to have a mental reset this year after being let go from the Cincinnati Reds. Captain Zeno asks, are we done with the Grisham experiment yet? I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it, at least the Padres. Anthony, super chat here. Thank you so much. Says, Profar, right field, Tatis, center field, Brent, bench, Grisham, yes on Will. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Will, but it feels like that's not going to happen. Um, pro far and right, Tatis, center, bench, Grisham, just to try it. Soto and left, just try it to see what happens, and then maybe you ride with that next year. If you bring pro far back, maybe. And if pro far doesn't hit, then you can just have Tatis go back to center or go back to right, have Grish go be in center, or you could have Grish play right. It would be weird. I mean, Grish is so comfortable playing center field. I think that it's just center field or nothing. Um, and do they want to pay millions of dollars to Grish to sit on the bench? Don't know about that either. I don't, I don't think that they're done with this Grish experiment, but I would certainly understand them being done with it. I thought that this was like his last year, like he, after last regular season where he struggled, I was like, okay, this is his last year, right? Like he has to play well, right? And offensively, he is, I think, underperformed again this season. 87 OPS plus, 13% below league average. His OPS is below 700. He's hitting under 200 this season after last year where he hit 184. So a little bit better, but still bad. So, yeah, he's in there for his glove, continuing to be. And it feels like the Padres need to get a little bit more out of that third outfield position. We know Soto and Tatis, or at least I think that they'll be better next year offensively. And Soto's not having a terrible year. I just think that, I mean, he's really been struggling as of late. You know, in August, it was bad. Hopefully, they'll be more consistent next year. Tatis for a full season. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt. Same thing with Soto. And just get more out of that other outfield position whether it's in right field, whether it's in center field, get more out of it. So, again, if the Padres can't find an option, I think they'll be fine with 
having Trent play center because he's good defensively there. And he does have that occasional pop, that potential. But uh yeah, I don't I don't see him being the starting center fielder for for past 2024, if that makes sense. Maybe they'll give him one more year. I thought this was the last year, but maybe maybe they'll give him one more year after that. Okay. Where did I lead off? Or where did I leave off? Um, Captain Zeno says they need bullpen depth more than anything. More than anything. That's interesting. I think that they need just a better offense more than anything. I think that they need to have a strong rotation again next year more than anything. There's a lot of these guys in the bullpen that are probably going to be back for next season because they're under contract. Like Suarez, Scott Barlow, Stephen Wilson, Tim Hill. I, th I think. Or is Tim Hill a free agent? I got to look that up now. Tim Hill contract. I think he's still under contract. Yeah. He'll be a free agent after next season. So he'll probably still be back. Like, a lot of guys are probably going to be back. So I think they need the bullpen to be better more consistently next season. And then AJ, like he always does, he'll bring in bullpen guys. And for the most part, with A.J. Preller as the GM, he's done a pretty good job at constructing good bullpens. That hasn't really been the issue. It's been sometimes the rotation. It's been the offense. You know, the, the, the players in the minor leagues being developed and going all the way up to the big league level and then becoming really good players with the Padres. That hasn't really happened. So... You know, those are the air. I mean, bullpen depth, sure, yeah, they'll concentrate on that. But more than anything, I don't know if I uh, agree on that. Iron Swan asks, who's going to take declining Jake's contract? No one. Yeah, he's a Padre. Captain Zeno says, for 2024, Garrett Cooper at first base. Well, he's a free agent at the end of the year. So do they want to go with Cooper there again? I don't know. Bogart's at second. Kim slash Merrill at shortstop. Manny at third. No Cronenworth in here, huh? Campy slash Gary catching. So you see them bringing back Gary. I see Gary going wherever Snell goes. So you think Snell's going to be back too? Right field is Zokar slash Profar, Tatis in center, Soto in left. I would be for that outfield, to be honest, um, if they can't go get a better power-hitting outfielder. Because Profar, I mean, I'd probably like, well, maybe I'd be fine with Profar in right field. But I know that it worked in left field. And Soto does have experience in right field. Not the best. It's not, it's not going to be great. But his defense in left isn't that great either, I don't think. But I'm fine with seeing Tatis in center. Campy, Gary catching, okay. Manny at third. Kim Merrill at short, okay. Bogarts at second. I understand that for sure. But the Padres are going to pay Jake Cronenworth to sit on the bench all year. I don't see that happening. I think he's still a valuable piece to this Padres team, and I still think the Padres believe in him. So I see him starting next year, at least to begin the year. I don't know what position. Maybe it's second. Maybe it's first. Or maybe he doesn't start on opening day, but I, I see him, if he's not starting, he's going to be a Chris Taylor guy. He's going to take on that role. 
you know, be utility, and he'll be playing. He's not just going to sit on the bench and, and not play for a week. That's not what. That's not going to happen. So I disagree there with that. Uh, Captain Zeno says, I like the idea of the DH rotating between Gary and Manny with Kim being the flex player. Okay. So Kim being like the Chris Taylor guy? I don't know. I think they want Chris, I, I think they want Kim playing every day. Maybe they'd have Crony be that guy. Because, I mean, coming off of this season, I'd rather have Kim play every day than Jake. And I love Jake. Johnny says, Logan White was the Dodgers scout who signed Kershaw, Bellinger, Corey Seager, Matt Kemp, Carlos Santana, Jock Peterson. So what's the problem? I'm not saying there's a problem there. Like, if you look at the Padres drafts, it seems like they've drafted the right guys. It's been the developing, and it's been them at the big league level. And sometimes it's just been, well, the Padres went and got out, got Juan Soto. So I was fine with Abrams going, you know, and Gore going. Like, that's just, that's just the price that you have to pay. But some other guys that have come up haven't done anything at the big league level. Then they get traded, and then somehow they perform a lot better. Maybe it's because they're given an opportunity, more of an opportunity. The other organizations tweak something. I don't know. But there's something there. I'm not saying I'm not calling for Logan White to lose his job. Obviously, he, he knows what he's doing because, yeah, he's he's had a successful baseball career. I'm just saying the Mets did that. Would you like to see that from the Padres? But AJ continues to be the big guy running the show. And I'm saying. I don't really want guys to be losing their jobs. If AJ's just going to stay, if I want something to change, just clear out the whole thing. And have whoever you hire, Peter, hire whatever guys he wants. And hopefully those guys aren't just yes-men, right? And hopefully this guy that comes in, if Preller goes, I don't see him going, but let's, you know, in this hypothetical here, hopefully those, uh, or the guy that he hires to be like the big guy that's running the show, hopefully he's not a micromanager and wants to be involved in every little thing in the organization. And he lets the people that he hires do their jobs like it's been rumored that Andrew Friedman does with his staff. He allows the people that he hires to do their jobs in their areas that they're really knowledgeable in. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Captain Zeno says, only player deserving of an extension is Ha-Sung Kim. Maybe he deserves an extension, but will it happen? I think that's the more important question, and I don't see it happening. Because Manny's here, Xander's here, and Crony's here. And I don't know, unless the Padres are going to be fine with having Xander go play first base and have Crony play second, Kim play shortstop, or they're fine with having Crony continue to play first base, but his value lessens there, unless they're fine with that. But if they're not fine with that, then I don't see a Kim extension happening because there's already money owed to guys on that infield, every other guy on that infield, you know? Obviously not Garrett Cooper, but you get what I'm saying, Manny, Xander, and Crony. Uh, Devin asks, are you concerned about Salas being added to the next level in a short period of time? A little bit, yeah, but, I mean, AJ, 
the Padres, it seems like they know what they're doing with Ethan Salas. Like this, it's not like they signed him and they're just getting to know him. They have been on this guy for years. So they know how talented he is. And the the games that I've watched, I've watched a couple double A games so far of Salas. He's looked a little bit over I don't is overmatched the right word. I don't know if that's the right word, but there's been some times where it's like, okay, well, he has some developing to do catching wise on defense. But there's been some times where he's looked good. You know, catching Robbie Snelling the other night when Robbie went five innings, didn't give up a hit. Looked pretty darn good. Communication looked good there. And obviously his first night with double A, the walk-off, battling in the at-bats. There's some things that look good, some things that don't. And I think that was expected. And the Padres, they want Ethan Salas to be up at the double A level to get that playoff experience, I guess, and be with that group of guys. And I understand that. So I'm not someone that's going to sit here and yell and scream about that. I was surprised by it. I didn't really understand the rush, but now that I've thought about it more, it kind of makes sense. And hey, if it doesn't work, you can have him start in high A next year. Whatever. It, it's going to take some time for him to be up at the big league level. Um, let's see here. Continuing to scroll through the chat. If you want to join the show, you can click that link that's pinned up at the top of the chat. If you want to make sure I get to your comment or your question, you can use that super chat button. I appreciate the support from all you tuning in here live on YouTube or on replay or on the podcast platforms. Thanks so much for tuning in here. Caesar says Padres did the right thing by not offering Profar more money when he didn't pick up his option year. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I didn't want to give Profar like this three-year deal just off of last year. I think that's what I said in the offseason. Like, I didn't want to give him, I think I said I didn't want to give him more than like three years, 30 mil. So maybe I, I was willing to give him three, but not at what he, I think he wanted like 15 mil a year. And I was like, no, that's not happening. Maybe he wanted like, like a four or five-year deal. Definitely not. And there, there just wasn't really interest. I know like the, I think the Rangers, the Marlins, the Yankees were brought up in the offseason for Profar, but they weren't going to give him what I think he, Boris was asking. And it, Boris may have screwed him a little bit because Boris probably asked for the moon and maybe kept asking for that. And Profar ended up just signing a one year deal with uh, the Colorado Rockies. And now he's in the minors with El Paso for the Padres. And maybe in the long run, this will actually end up being good because he'll be in a spot where he he's comfortable and obviously it feels like he's he, we know he likes Asung Kim we know he is like best buds with Tatis so maybe this is the right situation for him to come back for and this ended up working out and the Padres don't have to pay him a bunch of money in the off season to come back and it could be a good thing. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad Caesar that they didn't give him what Boris is probably asking for. Uh, in the offseason, for sure. Mike says they can eat AJ's contract just like they've been eating all of these player contracts for millions and millions of dollars. That's true, but with those players, you can just have them not play and they're gone. And what's what's the effect of that? You just bring in another guy to replace them in that position. With AJ being gone, 
you bring someone else in, that guy has to know the entire organization, and that's going to take some time because he's overseeing everything, and you don't want to make moves when you don't know the players that are in your organization. Right? That could end up being really bad for the organization. So you want to get to know your organization, and then that guy's probably going to want to bring in some guys that he knows and that he trusts. And those guys are going to have to know the organization, and that's going to take some time probably hiring those people. And does Peter Seidler want to go through that when he's in the middle of going all in for this Padres team? You know, And maybe that guy would want to bring in a new manager other than Bob Melvin, and that's going to take some time. And a new coaching staff. And there's just so much that might happen if AJ is gone. And does Peter Seidler want to do that? When he values stability and he thinks AJ is excellence, I don't think that he wants to do that. So there's more to it than just eating the contract, I think, Mike. But it's a good comment. I definitely can understand that. Um, let's see here. Anything else that I want to go over in the comments? Mike says AJ should just go back to being the scouting director, which was something he was good at. He is a horrible GM. And I would be up for that too. I, I think AJ is a good scout. He's a scout at heart. He's good at identifying talent. Like, I think that's been pretty proven. But the whole GM thing, he already has that title. He already has the title of president of baseball operations. So would he accept Peter Seidler going into his office and saying, you're not the GM anymore. You're not the president anymore. You are demoted to being a scout. You're demoted to being the head of pro scouting or head of amateur scouting or whatever. That's your position. Would Preller want that or would he be, I'm gone. And I'm going to just go do that for another organization or I'm going to wait for another team to be uh, in, the, uh, in the position to hire a new GM and I'll go interview for that and hopefully get that. Or I'll go be an assistant for another contending team, like James Quick, I believe, is with the Blue Jays right now, and just wait for another GM job, or maybe that I'll just be fine doing that. I don't know. I don't know if Preller would take well to being demoted. When, especially by a guy that Peter, you know, he said publicly that AJ is excellent. So AJ would probably be like, well, dude, a couple months ago, you said I'm excellent to the public and you said I'm not going anywhere and like full confidence in me. And now you're going to do this. I got you to the NLCS last year, dude. You're going to do this. That, that's probably what AJ would say. So, yeah, in the perfect world, yeah, have AJ go run scouting and then bring in someone else. But I think it's more complicated than that. Uh, Captain Zeno asked, how about calling up that guy we got in the trade that we got, that got Garrett Cooper here? Yes, I would be open to that. I get who was, who was that, by the way, Garrett Cooper trade. I think his first name was Sean. Sean Reynolds, minor leaguer. I think he's just pitching now. Um, he's with AAA, I believe. Minor league game logs, 2023. Let's see what he's done with El Paso. So with El Paso, he's done 
not great. He has a 20 ERA, essentially. Seven innings, nine games, 15 earned runs in seven innings. 14 walks. Holy crap. Opponents have an OPS of 1351 against him. So maybe not. Maybe we won't be seeing that guy. So, yeah. Don't know if that's going to happen. I, I said, yeah, why not, before I looked at those numbers. Yikes. Jay Gruma's at 8 ERA in El Paso. So, yeah, probably not going to see him either. Yeah, not great. Not great. Remember when Jay Groom was like, what? I think I may have said this at the beginning of the year, like Jay Groom, he should have been on the roster over, who was it? Was it a vet Like that made the roster? Let me try to jog my memory on that. Padres opening day roster. Was it Weathers that made the roster? Opening day. Because I remember making that. Like, Jay Groom had a positive spring training. It was Snell, Martinez, Waka, Lugo, Weathers. Yeah, it was Weathers. Weathers won it. Yeah, the Musgrove injury cleared a place in the rotation, and Weathers got it. And I, th I think, I believe, I argued that, yeah, uh, Weathers should not have won it over Jake Groom. Or maybe I said Domingo Tapia shouldn't be on the roster. Why is Tapia on the roster over Jake Groom? Yeah. And now he has a terrible ERA in El Paso. So a lot can happen in one year for sure. All right, that's going to do it. Talking Friars episode 460. Thank you, everyone, for the time. I appreciate you all tuning in. I appreciate the support. Thank you so much for the time. Padres play this weekend. Obviously, finishing up that series with the Giants. Three games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. San Diego Wave play on Sunday at 5 p.m. at Snapdragon. A team that is probably headed to the playoffs, so can't wait for that. Upper Deck is fully sold out at, Pe at a Snapdragon Stadium for that, so that'll be a fun environment. San Diego Loyal. They are scheduled to play on Sunday as well at home. That is at 3 p.m. And then San Diego State plays Idaho State tomorrow, 7.30. First night game, like late night game for San Diego State this year before the UCLA game next Saturday, uh, which is probably going to be packed. Um, that's what we got in San Diego sports this weekend. Definitely should be a win for San Diego State. They should be 2-0 when I talk to you all on Sunday, Sunday night probably after the Padres-Giants series wraps up. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day.